Welcome back to Side Character Quest, where with you once more, rising from the depths of anonymity, is me, your guest, Eli. And with you, as always, is your host. Hey, this is Ty. I'm not doing a bit today because yesterday I did a, I recorded the last episode that came out, and oh boy, oh boy, guys, uh, that bit fell apart pretty hard. So I just feel like, hey, let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's just go in. Let's just. Uh, Ty, I wanted a bit. You wanted a bit. You'll get a bit. I wanted a. Bit. No, it's too late. You can't. You'll get a bit later. This is kind of a bit. You know. This is this is kind of one. Um, mm, the poor man's bit. The poor man's bit. Uh, hey, so Eli, hi, um, let's introduce yourself to the listeners who have no idea who you are because they've never met you before. Oh yeah. So um, my name's Eli. Um, I was the first two guests, side character guests, and I'll always be upset that I was not the one to come up with the term side character guest. Mm-hmm. That's just so good. Such low-hanging fruit that I should have seen it. Uh-huh. That's that's your fi- the sweetest fruit. The sweetest fruit. The, the low-hanging one. I uh, played as the Aarakocra fighter, Eric who was in our pilot uh, pilot arc. Non-canon to the rest of the series. Non-canon pilot arc. Uh, never happened. And then I also played the first canon character, Sir Roderick, who was a paladin human. Um, and now I'm back after Ty... Uh, wait, uh, should should we cut that? Because that that um, I expect that some people might listen to this show out of order. Uh, so I, I don't know if I that, want to say that sounds like a them problem. Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> that's right, listener. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably bleep that part out or something. Um, so yeah, something happened in 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 Eli's uh, arc that was significant. Um, but anyway, uh, how are, so what are you doing today? What are you? How are you? What are you? Uh, what are you coming back for? You you playing one of those characters? No, you're not. Um, no, who, I'm who not. are you playing today? What's what's your character's name and class and stuff? Well, with uh, Eric, I was playing a pretty um, morally dark character, and with Roderick, I was playing a pretty good character. And I just decided to uh, split between them. And today, I'm playing this lore, the dwarven druid who kind of just doesn't care for anyone and lives in the forest with a bunch of animals, and he talks like this. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so since Eli came on pretty early on um, to this show, uh, he came on before I started um, giving people boons um, at the beginning of the, the campaign. And he's been very mad at me about that ever since. A little bit. Little so bit. Uh, I'm going to to start this off real quick. Oh, wait, um, you said you were you were a dwarf druid. Uh, just just uh, to get yes okay um for anybody that gives a shit about these kinds of things um he is level five uh so so you guys uh you guys who care about that sort of D minutiae um will know that i generally i, I think I'm, I'm generally having people start between level three and five i also um some extra stuff if you want to get into it. I am of the circle of the moon type of druid, which focuses on shape-shifting. And okay. my background is hermit. Nice. So uh, I'm going to offer you, in addition to your original things, I'm going to offer you uh, one, um, one of four items. I will say vaguely what they are, and uh, whichever one you choose, um, we can actually uh, describe in more detail. Sounds good. So whatever you choose, Eli, I'm going to have you uh, explain how you got it. And yeah. OK, so these are your things. Oh, man. OK. Um, so listeners, uh, right now, Eli is looking between a, um, a shield, a mysterious seed, an earring uh, and a small totem, um, a small holy totem. He, he has a little bit more information about what those things do, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll wait to see what he chooses before we describe them in more detail. I just want to say these are all so good. Um, oh, really? OK, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, they're all like I'm I'm having a difficulty choosing the seed. It just calls to me as a druid. So the seed, the- all that says for Eli, all that he's reading is a mysterious seed you got from a wizard on the other side of the river. That's pretty good. Um, I think I'm going to say no just because of 
because you lore is kind of reclusive. Oh, okay, that's fair. So I don't know how often he would talk to strange wizards. That's fair. The earring is nice for Steez purposes. Um, mm-hmm. I too have my ear pierced, so I like that. Uh, the stone shield just seems super useful, <laughs> and the totem. I like the totem. I like the totem a lot. Was the totem? Who is Chichiri? Uh, Chichiri is a um, a god. Um, go ahead and roll me a religion check before we even like really get into the game. I'm gonna have you roll me a religion check to see how much you know about Chichiri. <laughs> I have proficiency in religion for some reason. Nice. I think that's a druid thing. Is that a druid thing? It feels like a druid thing. I think so, or a dwarf thing. I guess I don't know, but I got a crit twenty. Okay, you know all kinds of shit. Um, so Chichiri, uh, the Chichiri symbol is normally a like small bird, uh, which you know this totem um, is in the shape of a small bird, um, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is sort of a, a god that is uh, the god for wayfaring, um, safe haven, and darkness. Uh, it tends to be you know worshipped by um, by refugees, runaways, uh, and those people claim that in the night, uh, the um, Chichiri will uh, guide them um, by uh, quiet little little chirps. OK, the symbols tend to be nocturnal birds, stars, the moon, a dark circle with a white speck in the middle, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm giving you all this shit because you got a crit 20. Yeah, OK, I think I'm actually going to go with that because as useful as the shield would be, um, because of the background that you and I have talked about, I feel like it would be something that he would not like. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I like, I like, I have a good idea of where, is that two uses period or is it like two uses per day? Okay. So, uh, this item, um, is described as a small totem from the God Chichiri, uh, and it can be used to disappear in place for 15 minutes. Um, two uses period. Okay. Which I, I figured that since this is like, you know, a, a small arc, you know, that I think that's a fair amount. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. But just so you know, a, a little bit of the limitations of this, you can take a short rest while you have disappeared. Uh, but otherwise, you are just sort of like locked in the space that you where this happens. Um, so you you disappear. Nobody can interact with you, touch you. But you can see and hear everything that's going on around you. Um, but you have to stay within like maybe five feet of where you've activated this for like 15 minutes. OK, I like that. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'll, I'll take that and I will say that I got it from the elf druid that taught me how to use uh, the druidic arts as he was a runaway from his. Um, he was a runaway from his clan and uh left it to me before we parted ways okay nice i i dig that and i i feel like i would because my idea was that um my druid my druidic focus was a wooden totem of a tortoise and so i feel like i keep it on like the hemp rope that i keep that so it's just like a tortoise and the little bird just like chilling there i like it i like it a lot um, okay, so, uh, hey, listeners, uh, you, you have a pretty good idea of who Lore is now, um, and you all know Eli, uh, so how about we get into the actual game? Yeah, let's do it. You are strong. You are powerful. You are on the ground. You are digging through uh, the dirt, um, the grass. Uh, your nose is is rummaging through. Um, you can smell, you can smell mushrooms, you can smell um, grubs, you can smell roots all around you. You rub your tusks against uh, against some of the roots um, as you, you sort of grind your way uh, through this uh, forest floor. Uh, roll me a quick wisdom check. That's going to be a 21. Um, you are uh, dreaming right now. 
um, you know you are, but at the same same token, like you're in it. Um, you know, you are you are feeling this. You are a boar. You are in the forest, and as you're moving your way through the forest, uh, as you're you're looking around, uh, what what are you what are you doing right now in the forest? Um, I am probably uh digging for ingredients just for foods and medicines for the um other animals that i care for i will say in this dream you are not yourself you are a boar oh then i'm yeah i'm just looking for food looking for digging up a a good sleeping patch cool cool i I imagine that there was probably a little bit of like you know in being aware that it's a dream you probably were like oh well i can use some of this for and then it sort of faded you know you're sort of losing yourself in it um Mm -hmm. as things go well as you're you're sniffing around uh you catch a um you said you were you were smelling for for food and stuff yeah um yeah as you're doing that as you're you're looking around uh roll me a, a perception check do boars get any bonuses on perception checks, would, or is this just my stats? I would say you get a a, a bonus. Uh, you, I would say you get advantage because you you know this is a dream, um, so you get advantage, and because like you are sniffing around and you're a boar, you have good good smell. Twenty one, nice. Um, so you uh, as you're you're smelling around, you get a a strong uh, scent of like of of kind of a a a. a somewhat metallic um scent to to the air uh not not like actual like metal but but um you smell blood on the air and you hear you hear some panting back behind some bushes and you said 21 Mm -hmm. yeah you see uh you see two sets of eyes peering um through the bushes towards you uh i i turn and run you uh, turn and run, and as you do, a wolf uh, bursts from the bush and chases after you. You look ahead, and you see uh, you see a, a burrow. Um, I, I don't know if I don't think boar actually live in burrows, but but you see a burrow, uh, and you know that if you go into that burrow, you will be safe. Okay, uh, can I? Based on the running, can I make it to the burrow before the wolf catches me? Yes, you can. Uh, do I recognize the burrow? Is it like it is? It is your burrow. Okay, then yeah, I, I charge into the burrow. You uh, charge into the burrow, um, and as you you get inside, you turn around uh, and you look, and the wolves are. are chasing after you they're 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 still far away but they're they're chasing uh you can hear the um pitter patter of their feet pitter patter is kind of a weird word <laughs> for chasing but you can hear the little pitter patter <laughs> of starving wolves <laughs> um and you as you turn around uh you are um small and you are weak and you're defenseless and you are a little piglet uh hiding um in your nest well, that's not great. That's not a great transformation to make. Um, and as as you look out of your nest, um, you see a fence surrounding you, a a, a fence of uh, tall um, wooden beams uh, wrapped with um, barbed wire uh, surrounding um, your nest. And you see the wolves uh, stop against this wall and they they get cut by the barbs and they start circling the uh, circling the fence. Um, is there anyone else in the fence with me? Uh, you look around um, and do not see anyone uh, at first. You notice a, a small nest off to the side. Uh, this one um, where yours had been covered with uh, your burrow had been covered with leaves and built on, on the base of a tree. This one is built in uh, among a few large rocks. But beyond that nest, uh, before you, you see anyone inside of it, you see a tall man uh, standing next to a next to a wooden gate in the the fence that surrounds you surrounds your nest do i recognize the tall man uh you do not recognize him but as he looks towards you uh he smiles 
Uh, I probably... I'm, I'm a piglet, right? You're a little piglet. Okay, I kind of shy away from him. Try to keep distance. As he looks at you and smiles, um, the wolves uh, walk over to him, and he opens the gate. Oh, no. But, uh... Is is there a hole? Can I get in, 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 in the rocks? Can I get in the rocks to keep the rocks between me and the wolves? The wolves rush in and rush towards you, and you wake up. Oh, jeez. <coughs> oh, that's... That was a crap dream. Okay. Uh. And uh, it is... It is the middle of the night. It is dark, uh... Actually, tell me, um, where, where are you sleeping? Uh, tell me what your, your surroundings look like. Um, okay, so my surroundings would look like a dirt wall, dirt ceiling, dirt floor, because I live in a giant underground burrow, uh, reminiscent of, like, a man-sized gopher tortoise's burrow. I probably would have some reptiles on me looking for warmth. Um, okay. So I'd probably like that's probably the first thing I do every morning is like comb through my my big bushy beard and pick out like snakes and lizards and kind of like set them aside. Cool. Yeah, uh, you've got a, a garter snake uh, sort of wrapped around your your wrist. Um, you have uh, a gopher tortoise that is um, bundled up under your your knees. You've got all these guys all around you. Yeah, I just kind of, uh, uh, okay, uh, excuse, excuse me here, guys, uh, all right, bark back, kind of just, yep, yep, and I kind of, like, adjust around the gopher tortoise and, uh, try to get comfortable, I guess. Do I hear anything or sense anything that would make me think that I should be worried about something? Uh, roll me a perception check, I guess. You sound like you're, you're actively looking, uh, for things. 22. I am on a roll today. <laughs> you are on a roll today. Uh, you're like opposite Mallory. Um, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> she rolled so many critical fails. It was crazy. Well, you, you know, her name literally means bad luck. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty great. <laughs> anyway, um, you uh, you hear um, you, you almost almost feel uh sort of like slight tremors in the ground you hear um the, a slow rumble of of a conversation and maybe maybe some uh it's quiet it's very quiet but it's more than you would expect in the middle of the night in this forest that is so far from everywhere well, you said you said conversation yeah, uh, I would say you probably with a twenty-two, sure. Yeah, like, like people conversation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna. Um, are the animals behaving weirdly, or are they just asleep? Or uh, some of the animals there. There's a lizard that that's sort of like darted around. Um, they they seem to be acting a little strangely in the sense that you're normally not up this late. And they're normally not up this late, but but other than that, they're not they're not like freaking out or anything. They're just a little a little lethargic. Some of them. Okay, um, because I'm hearing things and sensing things a little bit out of the ordinary, and my whole job is protect this patch of forest. I probably like roll out of bed. I'm probably just wearing like a sack or like you know like basic clothes and I grab my club that's kind of hanging up on or leaned up on a wall and I cast uh, produce flame okay to give me some light and kind of hold it in my hold that flame in my left hand hold this club in my right and kind of um, start walking up sort of out into the main sort of hallways of the burrow and oh, so this burrow is like is pretty spacious yeah, I, I had not I hadn't really understood exactly how how big this was. So I imagine it as being um, like gopher tortoises are known as keystone species because they burrow these huge like connections of holes and that mm -hmm. creates habitat for like all the animals. And I was like, what if a gopher tortoise was dwarf size? Gotcha. 
Okay. I'm, I'm very into that. Uh, so there's probably like a couple different rooms. And normally you have things like foxes or snakes or small animals. And I imagine like in some rooms there might be a deer because of like how <laughs> large this place is. Um, plus I've sort of marked myself as a protector of the area. So the animals would feel like this would be a safe place to be. So yeah, I kind of walk up and out of the burrow and kind of see if I can see anything unusual for midnight in a secluded patch of forest. Cool. Um, so looking as you step out uh, with your fire, like casting its light um, through the forest, you see uh, it, it, it's it's kind of a, a cool fall uh, night. You see pines all around you. Um, there's a, a bit of a bit of like rolling hill uh so you you know the environment uh describe to me what like a forest in this area would look like so the majority of the trees are going to be large pine trees okay um there's not going to be too much undergrowth uh, partially because of these trees blocking out the sun and also because I imagine lore to do regular prescribed burnings mm-hmm. to keep things from, you know, being dangerous. Yeah. Common thing in pine forest management. The bottom is, like, the floor is probably covered with just pine litter. Pine needles. Gotcha. Um, some small some small shrubs. Um to like near the entrance of the burrow is a little place that looks unique because it is a vegetable garden that lore keeps and grows pretty much because he has enchanted the soil and uses his druidic magic to make veggies grow but yeah that's probably most i imagine uh, at some area in the forest there is like a river okay or like a creek or sm- something, but yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, you hear um, as you're you're looking around. Um, the there's a bit of the area that you're you're around is is a bit hilly. There, there's a bit of like a, a rollingness, uh, a rolling quality. So uh, despite the lack of undergrowth, you don't have like straight shot vision for for forever. Sure. But uh, but you can despite this, you can still hear a bit of some voices uh, on the other side of a, a low rolling hill uh, that's maybe 60 feet away. Um, and looking in that direction, you also see uh, the faint glow of a campfire. And also the um, you said the tree cover here uh, is enough to to darken this this area. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. So, so you're not getting tons of moonlight or anything like that. Yeah, and I imagine okay. that that is probably, like, that's not super common, but it's probably more so because of the enchantments that I have that make the soil more fer- fertile. Okay. So there's probably, like, more lush green than there would normally be. But, um, okay, so is that where I gauge that these people are, um... Would that be within my sort of protected area? Oh yeah, these guys are are with definitely within a hundred feet of you. They're they're, or sorry, they're definitely within like within like half a football field. They're they're very very close um, to where you are right now. Okay. Um, like they they're they're close enough that you could like very faintly hear them speaking loudly. Okay. Cool. I'm going to kind of start walking up the hill to the point where I can get a view of their campsite. Okay. Do I notice anything different? How many people are there? Uh, looking down, um, you see uh, just two people. They look like maybe maybe humans, maybe elves, but they are you know sitting around a campfire. Uh, they have um, a couple of tents up. Um, one of them looks a little bit nicer than the rest. And uh, you can also pretty clearly see that one of them is um, uh, butchering a uh, an elk or deer, I, su- I should say. Okay, so I am going to cast Fog Cloud centered on their campsite. <laughs> okay. 
let's see. Let me get the description out. It makes a fog cloud. <laughs> um, <laughs> a 20-foot radius sphere of fog appears within range of me, which the range is 120 feet. Oh, yeah, you're definitely close enough for that. Until a wind of at least 10 miles per hour blows it away, it heavily obscures the area that it fills. Nice. So I'm going to cast that. And do I notice any, like, movement or anything of the people down there? Let me me real quick come up with a voice. Um, Jesus, man, I hate this place. God. Fantasy Jesus, man. Like, what is this bullshit? Man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, it's just a fucking, like, I told you this place is weird. There's, like, all kinds of shit. Uh, You see both of them. Um, have stood up and uh, the one that was like butchering the um, the deer is like the one that's that's yelling. Uh, you can vaguely see their form um, with the you know fire backlitting them as they just sort of stand up and start trying to like wipe the, the fog away, like waving their hands around like, ah, I can't see shit, man. Jeez, calm down. It's gonna it'll go away soon. Come on. Um, they have a campfire. Like just a, a normal size campfire? Uh, yes. Okay, I reach out and I use Druid Craft to snuff out the campfire. Um, oh, geez. Um, did, did you just, did, did you do that? Why would I have done that? Come on, dude, light it, light it back up. Light it, you've got the flint. Uh, oh, 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 okay. You see like some sparks as uh, one of them is starting to try to relight the fire. Okay, um, as they're doing that, I close my eyes. Okay. And this, okay, this is the, this is the style that I like to imagine for my shape-shifting. Um, Lore just falls into the ground. Yeah. And, like, a second later, a brown bear comes out. Comes out of the ground? Yes. That's so, that's so badass. I love it. Um, cool. Yeah. And I uh, just go forward kind of slowly, but when I'm within range that I could attack them, I just let out a just like the deepest roar I can summon up. The one that was um, butchering, he throws his knife wildly at you, uh, just vaguely in your direction. I'm gonna go ahead and roll with disadvantage. I'm just gonna hits. Oh, they actually did pretty good. Um, does 14 hit your AC? Please hold. Uh, yes, it does. Okay, he throws this knife pretty wildly at you um, through the smoke, and uh, but you're you're fairly close. The knife sort of digs into uh, or, or slices against your back, um, then keeps going uh, and does uh, three damage to you. And with that, he, that one turns and just starts running off. Oh, jeez, fucking bears. Hey, hey, are you guys around? And then uh, the other guy, um, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Oh, he pulls out a, uh, a spear that he had laying on the ground um, next to one of the tents and points it towards you and is going to try to um, stab at you unless you want to do something else real quick. Uh, yeah, I want to try to smack the spear out of his hand. Okay, is there like a disarm thing or I don't know. I mean, I can just attack him with my claws. Um, I got claws. We'll uh, we'll say that that in this moment, um, you can try to do a uh, I can do a strength check against him. We'll do a, a, a strength v strength. We'll do a attack roll to see if you can like attack it. And then we'll do a strength v strength if it like lands. I'm good. Okay, um, and I want to point out that the reason that uh, I have keen smell, so uh, that generally gives me advantage on wisdom or on perception checks, relying on smell. But I imagine I'm using the smell to like help see, despite the fact that it's it's dark and there's fog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so uh, attack roll first. Yeah. Okay. So he's he's vaguely stabbing, uh, like planning on vaguely stabbing at a dark shape in the fog. He knows where you are because of the the roar that you did. Um, But yeah, that's that's where he's at right now. Okay, I rolled a 23 for attack. 
Yeah, that totally hits. Uh, you smack at the at the spear and slam into it, and uh, you guys are going to roll a quick strength v strength. Oh, I I can't imagine you would not beat this. You rolled a four. I got a critical twenty. Uh, you smack at the spear, and these like he he it gets jerked out of his hand, and he sort of stumbles a little bit. Um, but more importantly, the spear, when it hits the ground, it like it is a wooden spear, like the the pole part is wooden and it shatters against the ground as it hits. I think what might also be important to note is that um, all my attacks are magic. Uh, like I they count as magic attacks. So I don't know if there's some sort of like coloration or like weird shimmering around me that makes it look like I'm not an ordinary bear. You can I'm, do that if you want. Uh, I will say that that will follow you even if you want to appear like an ordinary animal. So so make that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Never mind. I don't want that. Okay. But just know I'm smarter than your average bear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at this, um, this, this person like falls backwards and is clearly just terrified. Now, I do have multi-attack. But at this point, I don't want to start killing people. It is just a get out of my forest type of thing. Yeah. So uh, as you you were, you know, stepping towards this, uh, how long does this fog cloud last? Up to an hour. Jesus Christ, dude. Druids. So nature magic. So what are you going to do uh, with this person that's on the ground in front of you? I mean, I guess I'm going to eat them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Lore is a vegan. Um, he's going to get right in his face. Ty, right, right in his face. And just roar really loudly. I like, at the longest sustained roar that he could keep up with. Give me a taste of that. No, I can't do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> not like this time. <laughs> not, like this. not with people in the other room, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um at that uh I I'm not going to have you roll an intimidation check. Like I cannot conceive of somebody not bolting at this like there, there there's there's not like a yeah there, this person is this person like stumble you know is, is sort of scrambles backwards away from you and uh gets up and like runs um books it away right on right on is there any sign of anyone coming back towards the campsite um give me a give me a perception check again can i be using smell Get a, sure. Get a, get a scent, because I get advantage with smell. <laughs> uh, that was a twelve. Um, I, I I would say that like between the the scent of the campfire uh and the scent of like the butchered deer, like you can't really make out anything. Anything else? Um, yeah, yeah. Th- there's no other like overwhelming sense um, around you, and with the fog cloud surrounding you, uh, you can't really like see much else either. Okay. Um, then what I'm gonna do is just start like tearing apart the campsite, uh, but not touching the the butchered deer. Oh, okay, good. Hey, my my lovely wife and her fantastic father are leaving. Probably gonna go get lunch. So now, ooh. Maybe they heard me right, roar. Now we, now we can do that roar. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I'm probably just like tearing apart the campsite, keeping my eye open for anything useful, um, like medicine, first aid kit, stuff like that. But like tearing it apart otherwise with my bare strength. Nice. And also like actually doing my best to break everything into tiny pieces and hide those pieces to make it apparent so like if if some other wanderers came to this spot they would not see and be like oh this is a good camp spot because other people have been here how how long would you say you do this mm, i don't know like five ten minutes okay um and after that uh what do you what do you do um after that i would 
Let's see. Hold on. How long do I? You probably have another 50 minutes as a bear. I think you can stay as that for an hour. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, then I probably uh, grab the deer in a like in as respectable of a way that a bear can grab a deer and carry it to like probably like I don't know 50 or so feet away um, for like a place where scavengers can take advantage of the body Okay. because while lore is a vegan I understand that carnivory and like scavengers and stuff are part of the ecosystem so I kind of put it at a good spot for them to come to and does anything happen then as you are as you are like sort of leaving the um as you're dragging the deer out of the fog cloud you hear um the sounds of three people sort of laughing together or you you hear multiple voices uh laughing together as they sort of walk towards your camp towards or towards the the camp the camp sorry oh okay I probably like look towards them and I want to get this picture. Uh, it's just a, a big old bear got a deer in its mouth and you just hear and he puts the deer down and just starts like running, running right at the three voices uh, uh, charging. Uh, they're not going to respond to intimidation. Maybe they'll respond to uh, attacks. Cool. Um, so you, uh, one of them, one of the three people uh, who is in a little bit fancier dress says, I say he has my kill. Uh, then one of them just pulls out a uh, sword and the third one reaches for a, a stick that is strapped to their side and pulls it and points it towards you and casts Firebolt. Or tits. Does a uh, 13 hit your AC? Yes, it does. So um, this this person like pulls this uh, this little stick, this little like knobby um, wand um, off of their side, off of a little holster on their side, points it towards you. And there's a slight uh, glow at the end, which then erupts, ignites and shoots towards you. Then it hits straight against you and does make sure I have the right dice. I haven't rolled a D10 in a while. Uh, does uh, six fire damage. Oof. Okay. The other two um, are sort of taking, you know, moving. Well, one of them is moving towards you. The other one is moving back. So uh, it's your turn now to do whatever you're going to do. Strike him down. Make him pay. He's just a bear. Um. So I get up to the uh, magic boy. Mm-hmm. And I stand at my full str- my full height in front of him. Okay. And like there's just like a little bear smirk as I heal. <laughs> I hear heal six damage, so I like all the singeing that he just did to me goes away. And I just fucking bear claw him. Just smack him with my bear claw. Uh as you you go down on him, it, it like the color drains from from his face, uh his um I'll say I'll say gnomish face as you raise up your hand and almost by instinct, uh, he raises up his wand and uh, a blue glow starts at the tip of it and then sort of like slides down the wand and uh, envelops all of him um, right as you hit. But roll out, roll your attack. Yeah, I got a 17. 17. Um, so... Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so uh, he has um, cast shield on himself, which increases his AC to 17, uh, which I believe that means that it goes to you as the the attacker. Um, so you uh, you slam against that, and it just sort of like um, he's still you know gets knocked backwards and hits the ground. Uh, roll your your damage. Yeah, that's 14 damage. Jeez. Uh, and with that, uh, he, you know, lands on the back on on the ground and the the uh, woman next to him um, with the short sword swipes. I, I have a multi attack. Oh, shit. OK, go for it. Uh, I would like to try to bite the fancy boy. OK, uh, the fancy boy is a little bit um, behind the, the two other two. Oh, bummer. So you, maybe like you could move a little bit farther. If you wanted to, I have five reach on my bite attacks. 
I think that's the normal reach, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so five-foot reach. So I don't know if that gives me the fancy boy. If it I, doesn't... I, I think that he's... I think he's stepped, like, just a little bit farther back. Like, he, he's expecting these other two to take care of you. Okay, then, then I'll bite the sword boy. Okay. Or girl, sorry. Sword girl? Mm-hmm. Sword woman? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's gonna be a 20? Not a critical, not a critical 20, just a, an unnatural, yeah, that, uh, abnormal 20. That definitely hits. And I do eight piercing damage, but it's also magical. All of my attacks are magical. That's great. Jeez, dude. Yeah, so you, you slam against this, um, this woman for eight, uh, or I guess you bite, bite down on this, this woman's, um, like leather armored arm, um, opposite of her, her sword. Uh, and then she's going to try to, like, as you you let go of her arm, um, she is swinging down with her other uh, with her other arm. She's swinging down with her sword, um, trying to hit you. Uh, Thirteen to hit. Uh, yes, yes, it does. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, because bear bear AC is not very good. Okay. Um, yeah, she does uh, four damage, slashing damage, and the noble the noble human says. Uh, Good job, get them. You can do it. As he is pre- is pressing himself against uh, against a tree um, behind you guys, his hand is like loosely gripped on a um, a blade at his side. As you hear him say that, though, um, you feel some warmth um, growing from the ground uh, behind you. Um, as the mage gnome, oof. Uh, whiffs real bad um, go, sends a, a bolt of fire uh, straight past you. I'm assuming that um, I'm assuming that six does not hit your AC. Uh, no, it does not. Yep. But I will say this, uh, shooting fire all over the place certainly got my attention. Yes. Uh, that firebolt um, just barely, like, it, it, it goes into the canopy and um, singes some leaves. It, uh, there, there's no sense that it's going it's immediately going to cause a fire but um but yeah it did just ha- that did just happen and okay. it's your turn i do want to note that i definitely did like look up and like watch where it was going just to make sure gotcha gotcha uh it is your turn uh yeah i attack the the gnome um with my claws okay mm, uh does a does a seven hit not nah, nah dog nah dog not at all all right, then I'm gonna go for a bite. Uh, so you you swipe down with your claws, and um, they just sort of like grind into this this blue um, field that is surrounding his body, that has enveloped his body, uh, and then you chomp down um, to hit him again. Yeah, that was a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, interesting thing about first of all, yes, that hits. Interesting thing about shield, um, it completely negates magic missile. Huh. Yeah. That's I think that's pretty cool. Um anyway. I thought you were about to say magical attacks, and I was like, well that's a bummer, because like that would <laughs> gosh, that would be so crazy. Um but yeah, uh so, so you bite down um for twenty-two. You uh after your claws ground against the blue, you uh bite against them and it grinds again, but then just cracks through and uh crunches down on his leg. That's gonna be uh nine damage. And with that, the woman uh, who is now behind you, as you had turned around to uh, deal with the gnome, um, she is going to stab with her blade um, and try to get you in the sort of like butt area, I guess, like <laughs> sort of like stab t- in the butt, <laughs> stab in the butt, um, sort of like uh, upper thigh of your, your back leg. Uh, 17 to hit. Uh, yep. Uh, three damage again um, as this this hits against you. OK. At this point, the the nobleman, he draws his rapier and starts to edge towards you guys, but is still. Oh, uh, are you doing all right? Uh, do you do you think um, what am I doing here? Voice eyes. Well, do you are you are you doing all right? Do you need any help? Uh, I I look at him dead in the eyes and roar really loudly uh, at that. He uh, give me an intimidation check. Uh, 15. 
Yeah, um, he drops the rapier, uh, which clangs against the, uh, the. well, I guess it wouldn't clang. It, it sort of softly um, pa- uh, patters against the... <laughs> Pitter patters. Pitter patters. Uh, <laughs> it softly pitter patters against the um, pine straw uh, on the forest floor, and then he turns and runs uh, the other direction. Ah, uh, I can't believe you, God! Says the uh, bandit woman, or uh, says the woman with the short sword. And then the mage gnome. He uh, sweeps his uh, wand towards your face as you are. Uh, looking towards the nobleman, and he is going to try to hit you with his uh, his sword, or sorry, his wand um, glows a different color this time. It glows a um, white white light, which divides itself into three as three bolts burst out of the end of the wand, spiral out, and then slam back in uh, to hit you twice in the face and then once on the back. Classic with a, a magic missile dealing um 13 damage oof ouch uh, yep. ouch 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 and then it's uh it's your turn okay i guess i'm gonna need to expend a higher spell slot to do some healing now oh, oh i'll also say at, at that he stands up um because having you know sort of fallen down next to you he stands up and is going to try to run away from you okay what about the bandit woman um, she is she is still standing next to you at this point. Sorry, I got to think about what I want to do, because my main goal is to get them to leave, mm-hmm. not necessarily kill them. I mean, you could always like, you know, wait for her to do whatever she's going to do. Um, is her yeah, turn but is next. where I'm at now, what she's going to do might hurt me real bad, might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> 13 was a big hit time. <laughs> Um, okay, I guess I can for my act, or can I use my bonus action and then delay or like prepare an action, I guess? I suppose, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna, um, look at the woman and then, uh, heal up nine nine damage, so like a good chunk of the damage that that missile just did just kind of like heals up. Can can you um can you use spells while you're in your beast form? So this is a special aspect of being Circle of the Moon is as a bonus action, I can um expend a spell slot to heal. Oh, okay. While I'm in this form. Cool. Yeah. All right. It says I can't cast spells or talk. I can maintain previously casted spells though. Um and then I'm going to prepare to attack this person if she goes to attack me gotcha um so at at this as she sees uh sort of your your bruises your um your cuts and maybe like um she sees you sort of like reinvigorate and heal uh before her very eyes she holds the sword out towards you and like using it to keep you away from her she backs up and then turns and books it into the forest. I should say, these three all went in completely different directions. Are any of them going deeper into my patch? Or are they all, like, leaving? Uh, okay, I think, uh, riddle me, riddle me this, Eli. Um, are, do you live in the middle of your patch, or do you live on the edge of your patch? And if you live on the edge of your patch, uh, what edge? Like north, south, east, west? Um, I think I live in the middle of the patch. Okay. Mostly just so I can get to any point. Gotcha. Quickly. So in that case, um, none of them are, are running deeper in because just by necessity, they're moving away from you. So they're moving okay. away from the middle of your forest. Okay, and um, as they're running, I just roar, and then like while maintaining that roar, the bear falls into the ground, lore pops up, and you just hear, and don't come back! <laughs> awesome. Also, I really apologize for listeners, because that got real loud, and I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Nice. Um, you look around the, the scene around you. Um, there is uh, blood on the ground um, from these these people. Um, you you feel a little bit of that that iron tang in your mouth uh, from having been into some people. You look on the ground not too far away from you is um, once again that butchered deer and falling falling softly is just a little bit of embers of of pine straw uh, just glowing very very softly not not like it's gonna start a fire or anything um, yeah I reach out with druid craft and just kind of like snuff it snuff it nice and uh, and yeah that's that's what things look like right now um, it, it's it's kind of a mess it's probably it's probably like a, maybe 12 o'clock at night at this point um, it's it's pretty pretty late there's a, a chill breeze through the, the pines I look around and I cast talk with animals and I just yell ring face big eyes what the hell? You're supposed to warn me about this shit. <laughs> and I'm I'm calling to a raccoon and an owl that would should should be on guard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. You see. Um. So so what is how does talk with animals work again? Like, can they actually have like conversations with you? Okay. So there's a whole thing. Um. Is it wait? Speak with animals. Speak with animals or. Yes, speak with animals. You gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for uh, the duration. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they can perceive or have perceived within the last day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor for you at the GM's discretion. Um, uh... What is what? What did these what did these knuckleheads have to say for themselves? Um, so at, at this, uh, you you see um, a raccoon uh, that's it's pretty pretty big, sn- you know, sneaking out of a bush, uh, and it is it is sort of like waddling on its like hind legs, um, and has a has a a cob of corn and. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and he plops plops down and just sort of like, you know, gnaws on it for a little bit and then like hands it, passes it, holds it out to you and then says, uh, 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 what, what did you say? Big eyes? Uh, the raccoon was, uh, uh, I think ring face or ring. Damn it. I think it was Ringo. What, maybe. What was the, what was the owl? Big eyes. Uh, big eyes, um, big eyes is out hunting and, uh, I, I, I stole some. I, I stole their corn, and he starts gnawing on it again. And I just put a hand over my eyes, and I'm just like, "Why is he? You have we do the we we rotate every night to make sure that no one's hungry on the watch. When will?" Wasn't his hunting day the other day? Uh, and you guys, like, have a, a bit of a back and forth, a little bit of a dialogue um, argument about this. And Big Eyes, uh, or sorry, Ring Face, um, eventually is, you know, you, you let him go. Uh, he, he goes off and, and continues gnawing on his, his corn. Um, as, as he does that, I yell, You're doing it again tomorrow night! Uh... <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and you make your way back to, um, I assume you make your way back to your camp, or what are you gonna do now? Yeah, yeah, I just, I took some damage, I've spent some spell slots, I'm gonna go back and try to settle back into sleep. Cool, um, as you, uh, as you climb back over that, that hill that separated this campsite and your, uh, your home, your burrow, um, you once again, uh, see a um, faint uh, glow of firelight. Um, but this time it's it's on your side of the hill. Uh, what do you do? I yell, son of a bitch! And uh, <laughs> I start running towards that firelight and... And, um, like, yeah. 
as you run over this this hill, as you charge over, angry and and ready to crack some skulls, it sounds like, um, you see a scene that that you weren't quite expecting. Sitting on some rocks that were across uh, maybe, you know, 10 feet away from your burrow, with the glow of a fire being held in his hand, and a pack on his side, a small small cage at his feet, um, you see a face that you have not seen in a very long time. It's been a long time, Lore. I need your help. Big eyes is fired. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's where we're going to end for today. Oh, man. All right. All right. Who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? (laughs) Who's that dude? Who's that dude? Who's that dude? Uh, So, so yeah, how do you feel to be back? How do you feel back, Eli? It's good. I'm like stressed because I'm looking at the levels of the microphone. I'm like, man, I hope I hope everything's good. Uh, it's been a while since I've had to record things. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I've, I'm really excited to play this character. I'm really excited because I know a little bit or well, we've talked about his backstory and I'm excited to see how this stranger from his past comes into play. Um, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, listeners, I, I hope that you're you had a good time. Um, and uh, how, how do we? I got a good sign off. I got okay, a good, sign, a good off. sign off. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, do, it do it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm Eli. I, I, I'm Ty. And uh, we're gonna pitter patter out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bye. Bye. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. Pitter patter. I'm, I'm I'm turning off the recording. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. This is going to get cut and put in the bloopers. Hey, Ty. Hey, how does this sound? Does it sound like I'm just right in your ear? So I want to let you in on my joke here. Um, My character's name is Lore. And my original idea for him was he was going to wield an axe. But then I thought that um, having a character whose goal was to save a patch of forest using an axe would be wrong. But he was going to be called Lore of the Axe because he's the Lorax. <laughs> That's even why he's a dwarf tie. <laughs> yeah, I am. So you can shove that in the uh, okay. In the I was, if I was you not want. recording yet, uh, so I, I'm I'm glad that you were. Um, I'm mad I didn't get my reaction on audio, but uh, I'm wearing a um, I'm wearing a sneak attack shirt. Which is a D and D podcast. Oh, that's uh, a cool design. Yeah, it is. It, it's a very good design. Uh, I think they're the guy, uh, Mike Hedberg. Wait, no, that's a different person. Mike Hedberg uh, is somebody else. Mike, Mitch, Mike. Mitch Hedberg is who you're thinking is the comedian. Yes, Mitch Hedberg is the comedian. Uh, that's the comedian that came to our school, right? Nope, that was Dan Cummins. Um. So, uh, how do you how do you want to start this? <laughs> with that with that audio 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 gold for you yes uh welcome back to side character quest with you once again re-emerging from the depths of a anim- uh, and nope 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 <laughs> did you get it good job nope okay okay well- so uh lore um is, is god 
just words fail me. Um, um, quick question: Are you clicking the mouse at all when you're you're talking? I'm hearing like little no. like. Oh. Okay. Is it like that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's my pen. My pencil. I'm gonna put it down. Okay. Cool. Uh. Yeah. Uh. That'll be difficult to edit around. So thank you for oh, putting no. it down. Do we need? No. No. We're, need we're fine. We're fine. Um. It, okay. Listeners, I apologize for the weird clicking noises. Uh. They should stop after that. <laughs> um. So uh, getting back to um. Are you, are you holding that pen again? No. Oh, what is that clicking noise? Okay, whatever. We're just gonna have to live with it. Do you do you do you keep multi attack? Is that uh, for some reason I felt like um, like uh, what's what's his name um, bleh, that people lost multi attack when they uh in the adventure zone they kept it um, okay but I it didn't say anything about losing. Okay, we'll 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 assume that you keep it because like I gain its AC and HP when I'm in this form. Gotcha. Like the only thing that I don't keep is I keep the um the proficiencies, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. Of, gotcha. Yeah. As a bonus action, while in this shape, I can spend a spell slot to heal one d eight per level of my of the spell slot. Okay. So. It's kind of casting a spell. It's using up a spell slot is like the big gotcha giveaway here. Okay. What the hell did my phone go? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Ty, I had it all on my phone and now my f- I don't know where my phone went. Why does this always happen to me? Okay. Well, sorry. 